Hey everyone, we're finally back. Can you believe it? Just a friendly reminder though, if you want to win this week's awesome prize, which is an off all day sticker and some classic note cards from the Gone Baby Gone episode, you're going to need that secret word. You know, that word that's going to be awkwardly placed in the middle of this episode. Just make sure you put that in the topics list and send it our way and we'll send something cool your way. Enjoy the show. Welcome back to Two Guys, a Movie, and a Podcast. Off All Day Edition. This, oh God. It's what, backwards. What the hell am I, I don't remember. It's what well, I usually do, Off All Day, Two Guys, Movie, and Podcast. Yeah. Okay. I, I think, think it really matters. I don't know. I think it really matters. Anyways, we'll try again. Welcome back to Off All Day, two guys, a movie, and a podcast edition, where every month we mine the cavernous depths of Netflix and now Disney Plus to bring you those gems that might otherwise go unwatched, or even worse, unnoticed. My name's Tyler, you can call me T, I don't really care one way or another. As always, I'm still Malcolm, I'm still Mac, and I'm still... Cool. True. True. I can't argue with your coolness. That is true. (laughs) If you're unfamiliar with the way we do this show, we are going to give you a very detailed review of a movie. We're going to probably hit up a wide variety of topics. And you, the listener, are invited to keep track of those topics and put them in an email and send them to us at offalldayoutlook.com, at outlook.com and you can win yourself a prize. You don't have to have every topic, you just need to have more topics than anybody else. And considering that we've never had anyone write in, <laughs> it's pretty easy to get a topic. <laughs> and pretty a prize. Easy, pretty easy to win and get a prize. This week's prize is an off all day sticker. It's pretty cool, not going to lie. It's got a little light bulb thing and a little black and a little brain thing. It was pretty cool. And uh, <laughs> I'll throw in a classic note card from Gone Baby Gone. You know what? I'll throw in all the Gone Baby Gone note cards I have. I think there was like five or six of them. You can have them. And then you can you could go back and listen to that episode and read along even if you so chose. Change. Now I'm talking in past tense. I'm assuming it's going to be a time traveler. Fair enough. (laughs) (laughs) Anyways, that's how we play the game. Normally for off all day, we set a little bit of a timer. And when that timer's off, the topics lists can be stopped. The topics count can be stopped. But for the movie show, everything's fair game. So uh, go ahead and start your topics lists right now if if you so choose. There we go. There we go. All right, before we before we actually get into this, we haven't actually recorded since like prior to Thanksgiving. Yes. And we're recording this right now on December 29th, 2019. It's not going to drop until like January something or other so. So uh, you know, we're time travelers in a sense. We're recording in the past to bring you something in the future. I don't know. I like it. <laughs> Before we get into the movie, though, I do, I, I have a, I have a very important question. Damn it! 
Every time. A very important question. I was going to ask this prior to Thanksgiving, mm-hmm. but since we, we didn't uh, re- end up recording prior to Thanksgiving. Because this is a Thanksgiving-related question. Okay. And I have, I have a bit of a, a, a dispute with my sister-in-law. I, I feel like whenever you have a dispute with a family member, in-law or otherwise, I feel the best thing to do is to pull in a third party. Okay. And complain about it on the internet and get that third party's opinion. Okay. But it's like the spaghetti situation. Exactly. It's very similar to the spaghetti situation. I should put that, I should actually re-put, repost that on the feed for anybody that might have missed out on the spaghetti talk. It's still in the back, in the back catalog, but uh, maybe I'll bring it up front so you can, you can still a sore subject. Here's, here's the question. Okay. I'm ready. Okay. Do you, uh, do you like pumpkin pie? Yes. Okay. What's your favorite pie? Of all time? Of all time. I'd have to say apple. Apple? Yes. Okay, fair enough. Not a big cherry pie person. No. Cherry pie is my favorite. Okay. Lemon meringue, maybe second. That's disgusting. Oh, it's so good. And then pumpkin pie is like third. Sometimes cherry and lemon, they get switched around. Just depends on how I'm feeling. Okay. But uh, anyways, pumpkin pie. You make some pumpkin pie filling. Have you ever made a pumpkin pie? That's not already made? Yeah. Like, have you ever like... From scratch? Yes. Have you ever... No. Okay. I can't say that I have either. (laughs) (laughs) But pumpkin pie. You get some pumpkin pie filling. You pour it into a pie plate. No crust or anything. You just pour it into the pie plate. You bake it. You pull it out. And then you serve it up. I don't like to know where this is going. (laughs) (laughs) Is that a pumpkin pie? No. No. Why isn't that? Why why not? Why is that not a pumpkin pie? Because there's no crust. Because there's no crust. Yes. Well, what would you call it then? It's more of like a cake. Okay. Okay. Fair enough. I I would almost call it more of a custard myself. Well, I've never had custard, so okay. It's kind but of like... I I mean I I know what custard is, so I get the okay the concept. Okay. But it's not a pie. No. Okay. Because it doesn't even does it even have a like a a bottom? No. No. It's yeah. just it's, it's just, just the filling. It's just the filling. Yeah. It's not. A pie. But it's baked in a pie plate. Oh, that's it's round it like a pie. Doesn't make sense. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, fair enough, fair enough. I agree 100%. Okay. It's not a pie. I have I have no problems with the existence of this particular dessert item, mm-hmm. but I, I can't call it a pie because it doesn't have a pie crust. Right. Okay. So this is the dispute. Every Thanksgiving, someone in my family, what, sometimes it's usually my sister-in-law, bless her ever-loving heart, She's not dead. I feel like that makes it sound yeah. like she's dead. <laughs> Anyways. Or maybe it makes her sound like she's old. But <laughs> like, like, oh, my grandmother. Bless her ever-loving heart. Why are you Irish? I don't know. It's my old person. <laughs> it's my old person sound. Voice. <laughs> Everyone's Irish when they're old. Yes. When I'm old, I'm going to be Irish, too. Anyway, sometimes I have an aunt that makes this every once in a while as well. Just pumpkin pie filling, no crust. And they always call it crustless pumpkin pie and i say that's not a pie it's just filling (laughs) if i took a jar of or a can of cherry pie filling and just dumped it into a pie plate Mm -hmm. it's not a cherry pie right crustless or not it's just a bunch of cherry pie filling (laughs) right that's that was the conundrum because well because it's almost like cheesecake yeah because you have the cream cheese Mm -hmm. but essentially it doesn't have any crust and it's, I mean, when you make cheesecake, it's usually round, like, you know. Yeah. You cut it into slices. Right. 
cheesecake. Cake being emphasis. True, true. But cheesecake does have a crust. Wait. It has like a, usually they have like a graham cracker crust or something. Whoa. <laughs> Racism. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know how that's racist. Anyway. But, uh, but usually cheesecake has like a graham cracker crust. I guess I've just never noticed it. Well, it's all right. It's all right. I could eat cheesecake filling. Like, I could just eat plain cheesecake without a crust, and I'd be fine with that. And I might even still call it cheesecake, although that would be hypocritical to the pie conundrum. How do you figure? Well, because it doesn't have a crust. So Cakes it... don't have crust. Well, true enough. So maybe cheesecake <laughs> shouldn't actually be called a cake. Because it has a graham cracker crust. Oh, mm. man. My mind has been blown. Okay. So anyways, my argument is... I'm glad you brought this to me, friend. <laughs> <laughs> so, so my argument is, I can't call it a pie. I'm fine with people making it. I'm just not fine with people calling it a pie. Because it's not a pie. It doesn't have a crust. I don't eat uh, a slice of ham and say, oh, I'm eating a breadless ham sandwich. You have to have the bread to make a ham sandwich. A breadless ham sandwich? Yeah. Oh, okay. I was thinking, for some reason, I was thinking crustless. Oh. <laughs> uh, I wouldn't take uh, spaghetti sauce, to go back to our spaghetti conversation. I wouldn't take just a big bowl of spaghetti sauce and just eat it with a spoon. Well, I might, but I wouldn't call it spaghetti without the noodles. I would just say, I'm eating some spaghetti sauce. I guess now I realize why pizza is called pie. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. Oh, I feel like we had this discussion where I didn't like the fact that pizza was called pie. It's very possible. I can't remember. But <laughs> it all's coming back to me. It's all, it's all making sense now. Yes. Okay. All right. So I'm glad I'm glad that Liz agrees with me though that well agrees with us now that uh it's not a pie. <laughs> it's just filling. Maybe a custard, maybe some sort of a cake, maybe even like a, a pudding, I guess maybe. What about crisp? What about a crisp? What is a crisp? A crisp? Like an apple crisp? Yes. Mm, man, I love apple crisp. Um, but isn't that just... It's kind of like a pie, only it doesn't have a... I don't think apple crisp has a crust. Does it? I don't think it I does. I don't think it does. I think it's <laughs> just you pour the apple pie filling stuff into the pan, and then you you sprinkle like whatever the crisp stuff is, like oatmeal? I think it's like crushed graham graham, like sawdust crust. Sawdust crushed crust. <laughs> Uh, Liz makes it with oatmeal. I don't know how other people make it. I'm assuming most people make it with oatmeal. How do you make your meatloaf? You eat meatloaf? Yeah, I eat meat. I love meatloaf. Okay, how do you make it? Um, well, I take the meat. Okay, I see. I usually season it with whatever, you know, a little bit with uh, a variety of seasonings, and then I mix in some crushed up uh, saltine crackers. Why? Because the saltine crackers, like, help hold it together. I thought that's what the egg is for. The egg does, too. So what's the need for the crackers? I don't know. That's just how I've always been taught to do it. Unbelievable. Do you not make it with crackers? No. No? You just use an egg and meat? Sounds barbaric. (laughs) Meatloaf sounds barbaric. You're a monster. (laughs) Eating a loaf of meat (laughs) sounds barbaric. Uh, Yeah, I guess, maybe. Do you put ketchup on it? Sometimes. Usually I put ketchup on it. I don't always put ketchup on it before I cook it, but I put ketchup on it like after it's... I've never gotten the point of that, putting it on before you put it in the oven. 
I don't know why either. I, it that's used, gross. My my mom used to every once in a while do that with like she used to make make like little meatloafs in like muffin tins. Oh, okay. And she would put ketchup on top. And when I was a kid, I thought that was the most disgusting thing in the world because it was like, oh, gross, like hot ketchup. I thought this was a cupcake. <laughs> <laughs> like, like a hot ketchup. That's disgusting. Now it doesn't bother me so much if somebody does that because I like bacon cheeseburger pizza, and that's got hot ketchup in it too. I threw up a little bit, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, I usually put I usually put. Uh, well, it's not always saltine crackers. It kind of depends. It's just kind of like whatever crackers I have on hand. Sometimes it's saltine. Sometimes it's townhouse. Sometimes it's a mix of both. If I don't have enough of either, I don't think I've had townhouse crackers. Yeah, since I was like negative five. <laughs> <laughs> oh, they're delicious. Is that the one with the little Keebler elf on it? I think so. I don't. I don't usually buy like the name brand ones. Or is those club? No, those aren't club. Um, I th- I think the um, the townhouse ones are the little rectangles, right? No, those are clubs. Oh, oh, well then townhouse is the oval. Oh, okay, yeah. Well, sometimes I use those. Usually it's the clubs because we usually have more clubs than townhouse because I like clubs better. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> sometimes I use breadcrumbs. Oh, if we have like a thing of breadcrumbs, mm-hmm. I'll pour breadcrumbs in there and mix it all up. My mom, when I was a kid. Also, used to put, and this is gross, but she used to put a single slice of peach right in the middle of the uh, meatloaf. Oh, my God. Yeah. Oh, so gross. Why? I guess she used to work at a nursing home, and that's, I guess, how they used to make the meatloaf. With one peach? With, like, a peach right in the middle of it. Like a whole peach? I think it was just a slice. It's ridiculous. I know. It was, I never got the peach, thank God. Eating uh eating like a roulette. Eating a meat eating a meat covered hot sake peach. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds disgusting. Uh, and then she would also always put like uh potatoes and stuff on top of it, like potatoes and carrots and onions on top of it. I can get behind it. that, just not the peach. Yeah. I, I didn't even like the vegetables being on top of it. It's like just just give me the loaf. We'll call it good. I'm glad we got behind our family history of <laughs> recipes. <laughs> My mom made ham balls last night. Ham balls? Yeah. It's pretty much little meatloafs in ball form made out of ground up ham. And then like glazed with, well, I think they, I think they said like, like some. Um, brown sugar? Like, yeah, I think like brown sugar and mustard and some other stuff too. But ah, they're so delicious because I love ham. Ham is good. And I, I, pro- I bet I ate like, I bet I ate two pounds of ham last night. And I felt really gross. That is gross. (laughs) I felt like so sick all night long after I ate it. But it was so delicious. And I was unquenchably thirsty. Because naturally, if you eat two pounds of the saltiest meat in the world. (laughs) Anyways. Okay. Now that we got the food talk out of the way, we got this argument settled. Not a pie without a pie crust. Time to dive in. Oh. (laughs) Ha ha. You know, if I had made that joke. That's true. (laughs) This swatted it. (laughs) (laughs) This week, we are talking about Netflix original Red Sea Diving Resort. This comes to us all the way from 2019. It has a runtime of two hours and ten minutes. Ugh. (laughs) (laughs) At the time that I took these notes, and it may be different now, 
But at the time that I took these notes around Thanksgiving time, the IMDb score was at 6.5, and that was with uh, 16, uh, roughly 16,000 user ratings. And on Metacritic, it had a score of 29, and that was out of eight critics' reviews. The Netflix synopsis is as follows. Undercover agents open up a fake hotel to real tourists as cover to help smuggle thousands of Ethiopian refugees to safety. This film is inspired by true events. It stars Chris Evans, Michael Kenneth Williams, Haley Bennett, Greg Kinnear shows up as well, and is directed by Gideon Raff. I have no idea what else Gideon Raff has done. I'm not even entirely sure who Haley Bennett is. I don't know who Michael Kenneth Williams is, but of course we all know Chris Evans as... Is uh, Ben Kingsley in this movie? Yeah, actually I think Ben Kingsley was in it. <laughs> he was like the boss or something. That's a weird thing for Netflix to not have listed on their top build cast. Yeah, so so you get the Mandarin from Iron Man 3 teaming up with Captain America from Captain America. <laughs> let's, not, uh, let's not think of too much about the Mandarin, though. That movie was terrible. You have an Iron Man 3 fan? No. No, me neither. It's horrible. Mac, what are your, what are your general thoughts? Am I giving my score yeah, as sure. well? Okay. Yeah. Are we still doing scores? Yeah, I, I wrote my score down. Okay. We have to, I, I feel like we have to do a score. We just haven't done this in so long. I know, but we've always given scores. I know. <laughs> you don't have to give if, if you you don't have to, but I I am going to give give a score. You know, it wasn't a horrible movie. I'm not going to say it was horrible. Okay, because it was based on true events. Okay, and so like I like well because I like I generally like true event movies, true stories. Okay. Um, it reminded me a lot of the movie Argo with Ben Affleck, right? Which is one of my favorite movies. Okay, one of many. I have I have not seen Argo. It's pretty. I'm cool. familiar with with. I'm like familiar with the movie and like I know what it's about, but I had not watched. If I had to choose between the two, without seeing either one of them, right? I'd see Argo. Okay. Yeah, fair enough. Anyways, I'm gonna give it a five. Okay, but it's a strong. The strong five. Yes. Okay. I mean, I guess the acting was okay. <laughs> I guess. A lot of it was just, it was too long. It was way too long. <laughs> Two hours and ten minutes. I, I won't argue with the length. At, at one all. point, I'm going to look up to see how long Argo was. Probably the same. <laughs> so, yeah. then I won't have an argument. But if the story is more interesting in Argo. It, but it's the same concept. <laughs> Chris Evans, to me, I mean, Captain America, like I said, right. Captain America 17, <laughs> the Jerusalem soldier. <laughs> it did have a couple familiar faces other than him and Ben Kingsley. Right. I believe one of the extra people. Extra people. One of the members of the team. Okay. Uh, was in Haunting of Hell House on okay. Netflix. Okay. I, I watched like two episodes of that show, and then I never, I never went back to it. And it's not because I didn't like it, it's just... Other things popped up, and I just never got back to it. It was pretty good. The girl was from somewhere. Is she the one that is in uh, the Hunger Games? You know, I actually have that in my notes. Haley Bennett, uh, I thought looked exactly. <laughs> I thought she looked very similar to uh, um, Jennifer Lawrence. 
Okay, so but she is not, not Jennifer Lawrence. Okay, and she was not in Hunger. Well, she might have been in Hunger Games, but she wasn't. She's not who you were thinking of. She's been in something recently that I've seen. Overall, like I said, movie was meh. Okay, cool story, I guess. Meh. Yeah. Glad yeah. everyone, you know, <laughs> whatever. <laughs> it just was so long. <laughs> I don't get it. Oh. That's really all I have to say about it. Okay. That. All right. Fair enough. I give it a four. I I watched. I actually watched it twice, as I do. Oh, <laughs> I feel so bad. As I do to get the notes. I watch it once to make like my general form my general thoughts, and then again, to be fair though, the second time I watch it, I usually just kind of like skim through to to make my to make the notes for like the little scene by scene stuff. But mm-hmm. uh, and Netflix actually now. On the on mobile, they offer up this thing where you can decide how fast it plays. Oh, really? So you can play like one point five x speed or two x speed. And so I was like, "Well, this will be a good like little experiment for because <laughs> I can't I can't listen to podcasts at one point five speed, mm-hmm. and I hate watching. Like, I feel really anxious when I listen to podcasts really fast, and I feel anxious when I see fast moving video. Like, does that ever happen to you on Disney Plus? No. Where it like stops and then it'll like quickly uh-uh. move past where it's supposed to be? No. Maybe it's just my internet. Uh, every once in a while on Hulu that'll happen. If I'm watching Hulu on my Xbox. Okay. But anyways, I watched it the second time I watched it at like 1.5 speed. And it was noticeable. But it wasn't as noticeable as I thought it would be. <laughs> um, But it was very it was very bizarre. And I... I would not recommend anybody watching anything other than regular speed. Right. Because it just, it kind of ruins the experience of uh, really watching anything, I suppose. Anyways, like I said, I gave it a four. Too long. Camera work was okay. I was pretty up close and personal. Had a really tense opening. I don't even remember what the opening was now, but it was tense. Um so oh, they were, the village was under attack. Yeah, <laughs> I haven't watched this for a long time, so like my notes are kind of Greek to me. <laughs> I apparently enjoyed the narration. Was there a narration? I don't remember there being narration. No, there wasn't really a narration. I said, I wrote down narration does well making sure you know what's going. Oh, yeah, there is. Because there's the guy that's like saying like, like my people, they were been... They have been like this and this and this and then this guy the does Black Panther. <laughs> <laughs> Racist. Um It's a good movie. Uh Chris Evans. Kinda wish he was in a Jesus movie now. He looked a little bit like Jesus to me. He just looked like he looked like an Infinity War. I've I've I have uh erased Infinity War from <laughs> No, Endgame. <laughs> I liked Infinity War. We'll see him. He shaved it. It was Endgame I didn't care for. I thought he looked kind of like Jesus. And I bet if I watched Infinity War again, I'd probably... You know, the first time I saw Infinity War, I probably thought he looked like Jesus as well. Um, I don't like... I don't know. I I don't think like this is like is a grand example of what Chris Evans is capable of. Oh, definitely not. It's, it's, it's not... It's It's not a Marvel thing. And it's not, I don't even think it really comes close to what he did in Snowpiercer either. No. Don't expect any high action from Chris Evans. He's got a little bit of action, I think, at the beginning. He's got a very little, very, very little bit maybe at the end. It must be in his contract, though, to work out and be shirtless in everything he does, though. 
like ever since was he shirtless in this movie? I believe he was shirtless. At least the he working was, out. Part. At least he was working out a lot. Maybe yes. maybe I just dreamt up him being shirtless. Oh. <laughs> He's a good looking dude. He's a good looking Jesus. He he works out a lot, and I don't understand like well, like within the first ten minutes of the movie, he's doing push ups yeah. in the back of, of the <laughs> yeah. truck for no reason. Yeah, it's like okay, you're strong. I get it, right? <laughs> I don't know. Uh, have you ever seen American Sniper with Bradley Cooper? Yeah, no. There's a, a, American Sniper is it's one of those two where like you see a lot of people like you see. I, I think it's. I think you actually even see him like working out, and, like lifting up like massive weights at one point, for no real reason other than to show that like. Well, yeah, but when Chris you're in, Kyle like, was like working out a lot. When you're in the army, that's what you do. I guess. Well, when you're freeing Ethiopian refugees, maybe that's what you do. I guess. <laughs> really, kind of made me think when when I went back to do uh, our clip shows for the end of the year. I was listening to some of A Perfect Day with Benicio Del Toro mm-hmm. and Tim Robbins. And I had mentioned that in some parallel universe, there's a serious version of A Perfect Day where there's aid workers, Oscar caliber aid workers or actors doing this, doing these roles. And it would be like a, like a, not a buddy comedy because it's not a comedy, mm-hmm. but I had made the comment that somewhere in a parallel universe, there's big name actors doing a very serious version of this film in which people are are doing like still important things, but it's not funny and it's it's super serious and every situation is very dire. Right. I kind of feel like this is what that is. Okay. It's like per- perfect day was like, oh, let's figure out how to get the get this body out of the well. This is how do we save refugees? I mean, it's two different scenarios, but it's still, I feel like it was along the same lines. Mm-hmm. People in another country trying to help the the locals do something. Kind of made me wish that Benicio Del Toro and Tim Robbins were in this movie instead. I could see Benicio Del Toro in this movie. I could still see Tim Robbins in here. Yeah. <laughs> Had a surprising cast. As we mentioned, Ben Kingsley shows up a little bit. Greg Kinnear shows up. I'm trying to think what you might have seen Greg Kinnear in. Uh, what character did he play? He like meets him outside of the jail at one point. Oh, okay. He's yeah. like, uh, yeah. I know who you're talking about. Okay. I like Greg Kinnear. Seen him in a handful of things. He's usually pretty interesting. He's usually pretty cool. He's only in this movie for like five minutes. As I said, not not Evan's best. Not not his his best work. Takes place in the 70s, but it has a very modern feel to it. Uh, like when they're when they're saving the refugees, and we'll get to this in the spoilers, but when they're saving the refugees, there's like it just looks like they're being transported to a very modern. As with all things that are based on true stories, I question the accuracy that goes into the screenplay. How much is for theatrical effect and how much is for entertainment value versus what really, really happened. And certainly that's, that comes back towards the end as well. Uh, there's some family stuff with Chris Evans, him and his daughter. And I can't even remember if you actually meet his wife or soon-to-be ex-wife, maybe? I just remember him saying that she left him. Yeah. That was about it. Yeah. Um, the family stuff, pointless. as like two minutes, maybe three minutes. And serves, it, like I said, it's pointless. There's no reason for it at all. I can feel like... I, I feel like... I can understand if someone's being held hostage. Right. Or something. But. <laughs> right. But to show show a daughter for like three minutes 
and then maybe then reference her like an hour and a half later. Right. It seemed like they were trying a little too hard. As we mentioned, Haley Bennett could pass for Jennifer Lawrence. She's like the she's probably like the cheaper Jennifer Lawrence. Yeah. The broke man's Jennifer <laughs> <Yep>. Lawrence. <laughs> she looks she looks strikingly similar to her. She sounds like her. Um, but she's not. Moves around from place to place. Feels kind of like a heist movie every once in a while. Like the way they're setting up the hotel and stuff. Technically it is. Yeah, well, yeah, I guess technically. <laughs> Especially like when they're like gathering everybody up and they're all like, you know, like Ben Kingsley's like, uh, you know, telling them why this is all important and how this is all going to work and stuff. Right. And and certainly when when Evans is gathering them all up. We'll get into this with the spoilers as well as far as like not really knowing why these people are important. It doesn't do anything to really, really explain why these people are the people mm-hmm. outside of his friend, the doctor. You know, I suppose you you want a doctor for, you know, stuff overseas and, and in this area. But right. uh, it just seemed a little bit weird, like a little bit wonky, a little bit shallow there, I guess. Um, uh, the heist feeling felt like a heist for a little bit, but then to me it just kind of fell off and stopped feeling like a heist movie because nobody was really utilizing any of their... Special talents. Right. <laughs> Let's see here. What else do I have? Uh, moves from point to point fairly quickly. Still feels a little bit lacking. There's not a lot that happens, and it doesn't happen. Like, I, it, it sounds weird to say that it moves from point to point quickly, but nothing happens quickly. Right. <laughs> but that's how it is. It's like it takes them. It feels like it takes them forever to get the hotel up and running. Mm-hmm. And then you get like some shots of them running the hotel, but it's it's like, okay, this is really boring. <laughs> I feel like this could be turned into a very entertaining Netflix series instead of uh, a Netflix movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and I, and I know that sounds weird too because we're complaining about how long it is. Why would you want a ten-hour series of it? Right. But I feel like. You could get into a little more. You could get a little more in depth with everything, and you could you could like explore some of the more interesting things. You could you could actually turn his relationship with his daughter into something meaningful if you have ten episodes where she's like kind of coming back on phone calls or this or that, mm-hmm. or you know like instead they're instead of like trying to just rush through everything to get to be done in two hours and ten minutes. Uh, I think you could make an okay series. Just not an okay movie. Story probably sounds, uh, to me, sounded very interesting. The trailer certainly looked pretty interesting. More interesting on paper than it is in reality. Uh, as far as the movie goes, I'm sure I'm sure the real guy that Chris Evans was playing would say there's never a dull moment in any of this. Right. But, uh, God, just watching it, it's like there's plenty of dull moments. Let's see, what else, what else, what else? Um... Ah, doesn't doesn't really keep up the tension of the beginning. There's like a lull in the middle of it, and it gets a little more tense towards the end. And then like the like the real clincher at the end is is pretty tense. But mm-hmm. even then, I kind of felt like it was a little generic. Around 45 minutes, it gets good, and then it slows right back down and loses its pace once again. I also I wrote this before I was finished watching the movie. I said if this doesn't end with them keeping the resort. I'll be very upset. I'm not going to spoil anything, but we're going to get into whether or not I'm upset or not. Right. And, of course, this was a time when people could smoke. People were smoking all over the place, which 
don't know. Always makes me happy. I don't know why, <laughs> but I like seeing people smoke on screen because I feel like, like uh, I feel like I, f- I feel like big tobacco gets a gets an unfair shake. Too many people out there against big tobacco. I'm kidding. I don't think that. <laughs> but I do always kind of like it when people smoke on screen. I don't know why. Just because I think it just because I know it irritates a lot of people and it's like there's other things to worry about than people smoking on screen. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> I just think a lot of people get upset over over more silly things. Marvel Cinematic Universe aside, Mac, who who would you take? Bradley Cooper? this starred bradley cooper would you be as interested in it see i'm not a big bradley cooper fan i mean really all i've seen him in were the hangover movies okay obviously he's rocket right but that's besides (laughs) uh limitless was okay then they turned it into a tv show and it was just trash i have not seen either yeah uh so no Okay, so you wouldn't have been interested no. as interested. Okay, I think I was only interested because of Chris Evans. Because of Chris, fair enough, fair enough. And the trailer did look good. Yeah, the trailer does look good. It's very interesting. You can go watch the trailer and and get almost the entire story. There's a lot of similarities <laughs> now that I think about it more between this movie and Argo. Okay, and I'll bring that up later. But I think I actually mentioned Argo in my notes at some point in here too, because I'm pretty sure Argo ends very similarly. Yes. Okay. Because <laughs> I remember when Argo was out and there was like a lot of, there's a lot of people like upset with the ending of Argo because it's a, it wasn't like, they're like, oh no, that's not how it really went. But they did that to make the movie more entertaining, which kind of goes back to my earlier mention of, I question the accuracy of, of every movie based on true right. story. But uh, there is that. That covers all my general thoughts. It was the front and back of an index card. And uh, (laughs) we're going to be right back in roughly 30 seconds so that uh, I can I can shamelessly put an ad for anchor and they can give me they can give us a couple pennies if you (laughs) listen to it. (laughs) I can lie. They don't pay. They don't pay well, but we're going to stick that ad in there anyways. We'll be back in about 30 seconds. Go ahead and skip the button. You know, hit the skip button if you really feel like it. Please don't, but do it if you want. I I do it. <laughs> All right, we'll be back. It's that time yet again. That time for the secret word. And today's secret word is going to be... Welcome back. I know that's technically two words, but I think you'll be okay. Welcome back back. Okay, let's get back to the show. Have you ever put barbecue sauce baked beans? Yeah. Yeah. Like, I feel like that's a must. I feel like when <laughs> when I when I cook baked beans, which isn't very often, Liz makes more, Liz is usually the one in charge of those, but uh, when I cook baked beans, or when Liz does, I guess, but uh, there's always there's always barbecue sauce that goes in there, and then it cooks for like twelve hours. Jesus. It gets like nice and thick. Ah, oh, so delicious! I just nuke it for three minutes. What? No, that's hor- That is not how you do baked beans. It's literally in the title. You bake them. 
No. Yes. They're baked. <laughs> As in, they're already baked beans. <laughs> well, what if you're making them from scratch? What if you're not, like, open up, opening up a can of, like, Van Camp's beans? <laughs> like a savage hobo under a bridge. <laughs> I do sometimes, but I use the other ones. Bushes? Yes. Okay. I, us- I usually go for bushes myself, but... I still Something wrong with I, Van Camp. <laughs> I still I still pour barbecue sauce, like mustard. Sometimes maybe like a little bit of honey in there, brown sugar. What is wrong with brown you? sugar? <laughs> dice up some cooked bacon, put that in there. Some uh There's already bacon in it. Well there needs to be more. There's actually just like one. Yeah, there's like a chunk piece. fat there's like a chunk of fat in those things. And uh uh, chop up some onions, put those in there too. Oh my god! Oh god! And, That's and disgusting. Then, and then every once in a while, not all the time, but every once in a while, we'll chop up like some Polish dogs, throw them in there too. Oh man! I can do like, so hot delicious. Dogs. Polish dogs, same thing. Are you are you are you saying that hot dogs are the same as Polish dogs? Because I feel like that's not true. I don't think that's I'm true. Sure it is. <laughs> No, no, because a Polish dog is like it's it's bigger and thicker and meatier and much more delicious than a little hot dog. And it's literally a sausage instead of a hot dog, which is kind of just a roll of bologna. Well, you just call it a Polish dog. So it's the same thing. Well, I call it a Polish dog. But you go to the store to buy a Polish dog. It comes in a pack of Polish sausages. Why are they white? Why are they white? What what kind of... I have no idea what you're buying that's white. I buy a Polish sausage. It's more of like a brown, almost reddish color. I don't know. The ones at Mason's are white. Are you colorblind? No. I think you might be colorblind because I've bought them at Mason's before and never bought white ones. Maybe that's your problem. Or maybe those are the beer ones. That could be. I'm not a big fan of like, like, like real sausages, though. Like big fat sausages, like oh why? Like uh, what's it called? Kielbasa or something? Yeah, it's like the best kind. I'm like okay with a kielbasa. That's the one that's kind of like they they package it in like a horseshoe shape, right? Yeah, I'm okay with that, but I usually like chop it up into little pieces and then fry them up. But uh, like I'm talking like a big fat sausage <laughs> <laughs> that it's like. I don't know. Like ring bologna? Kinda. I don't know. I guess to... I don't know where you're going. Like, what is what is it? What What is it that I don't like about them? No, like, what are you talking about? Like, are you, you talking about, like, like, the smoked sausage? Like, when you get, like, uh, like, have you ever seen, like, links of sausages before? Yeah, like the big ones. Yeah. That are in the horseshoe shape that we just talked about. No, that's a kielbasa, which is still, I think, probably but still a sausage. That It's not the only one that's like that. Okay. All right. I'm going to show you. I get them all the time. I'm gonna, I'm gonna smoke duck, sausage. I'm gonna duck, duck, go some sausage. Oh goodness! Here we go. Make sure uh, safe search is on. <laughs> there we go. All right, like this, like that, like that. Like I can't do sausages like that. Oh, okay. Like breakfast sausage. Well, that's yeah. I guess that's kind of a breakfast sausage or. Like this. More like this one. Brats? Yeah, brats. 
That's I, the same I thing. I can't do a brat. This is literally the same thing as a Polish dog. No, no, it is oh not. Oh my god. No, it is not. Okay, so I guess I guess these are kind of white. Is this what you're talking about? Girls, it turned green for a second. Like when you showed it to me, okay. it, they were like all green. <laughs> like uh, that? No. Like that white? No, I don't like those ones. Okay, or uh, sausages, like, yeah. Anyways, they are not the same as a Polish sausage, though. They're okay. thicker, they're bigger, they're rounder, and they have a weird-ass texture, and they, your teeth breaking through that intestinal skin that wraps them up, that cases them. It just, oh, I can't stand that sound in my ears. It's gross. <sighs> I can't do brats either. You anger me. <laughs> you anger me. Okay, so here's a brat. Okay. 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 These are brats. These three. Okay. That's a pole of sausage. Look, when I go to the store. When these are cooked, they look like that. No. Oh, my God. Jesus. Hold on. My mother's calling. Okay. Hello. <laughs> I'm arguing with Tyler about the difference between a pole of sausage and a what? A brat. Yes, they're the same exact thing. No, they are not. Okay, well, what do you need, Mother? <laughs> they are the same thing. When they're cooked, they look exactly alike. No, no. I buy these from the store. Those are, That's not white. Bar says sells Polish sausages. Yes, Bar S sells Polish sausages. I'm more concerned about that. <laughs> They're delicious. Anyways, what's up? Are you recording? We were. I'll call you as soon as we're done. All right. All right, bye. Listen here. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. All right. So, am I to understand that your mom agreed with me that Polish sausages and brats aren't the same thing? She did, but she does that just to make it. Better. I don't think so. I think she does it because she she's does it right. because whatever I don't agree with, <laughs> she agrees with. <laughs> okay, I suppose. <clears throat> I suppose we should probably get on. <laughs> So a lot of a lot of food talk today. How did we get here? That's a good question. <laughs> Anybody listening to this <laughs> is like we're like five minutes past. They the, checked uh, out way back. <laughs> we're like five <laughs> minutes past the commercial break. They're like, are they gonna <laughs> are they gonna do the spoilers yet? <laughs> Alrighty. Okay, so welcome back. <laughs> let's get uh, let's get in let's get into some spoilers for Red Sea Diving Resort. <laughs> All right, you've been warned if you haven't watched the movie yet, or if if you care about spoilers, I'm, I don't know why you're still listening. And honestly, at this point, I'm not entirely <laughs> sure why, why you're still listening anyways. Why do I have... Oh, I guess I had more, uh, more general thoughts. <laughs> it's like, why did I only write a few lines on this one? Uh, you know what? Here, I'll get, my, I'll get my last two general thoughts out okay. of the way. Finale is good. What was to be expected for a movie of this nature? We'll get to that in time. And I feel like it's an important story. I just don't think it was effectively told. 
I probably got that from my ramblings in the beginning anyways, but there you have it. Now let's get into the spoilers. Opens pretty t- pretty tensely with uh, Ethiopian village under attack. Villagers are all being smuggled out by Chris Evans, who is Sam? Is he Sam? No. My, my Sam. notes are illegible. Sam was the doctor. Okay. Uh, Chris Evans and Sam. I don't remember what Chris Evans' name was in the movie. You remember? You watched it this morning. <laughs> he shrugs your shoulder. Okay. Anyways, Chris Evans and Sam, they're being chased down by like some some bad dudes in a in a jeep. There's a child left behind and Chris Evans goes back to save him. Kind of explains that Ethiopians are all traveling to Jerusalem because that is the city of God. They stop in a refugee camp. This is uh get a ref refugee camp. I probably butchered that pronunciation but that's what it is it's in sudan they're taken by authorities and uh kind of held in jail briefly and they get bailed out by greg kinnear who is the embassy quote cultural attache unquote in Khartoum, Khartoum, Khartoum. <laughs> i can't pronounce <laughs> middle eastern cities and i apologize for that his name is ari ari okay so ari and sam are are helping get Refugees out, and uh, they're they're under attack. And as I mentioned, Chris Evans goes back to get the kid, and he manages to save them. And they go to the refugee camp. I was really excited to see Greg Kinnear show up here. I was like, "Hey, it's Greg Kinnear. I like that guy." Yeah, and then he's gone. And then yeah, <laughs> yeah, he's like he like disappears for like the vast majority <laughs> of the movie. I was kind of bummed out. They go back to Israel. Sam, the doctor. He pretty much tells Ari that he's he's done. He's going back home, going back to do some practice, you know, his his regular practice, and he just just can't do just can't do the smuggling of people anymore. Then we meet Ben Kingsley, who is I believe firing. Is he firing Chris Evans at this point, or telling Chris Evans to just kind of cool it for a little while? I think he was just telling him to cool it for a while. Okay, because uh, I have meet Ben Kingsley. Evans is out. With an exclamation point. And I don't remember enough. (laughs) (laughs) I don't remember enough to know why I wrote that. Find out that Evan's wife has left him. I think this is when he goes home. And he comes up with a very late night plan. And he goes and wakes up Ben Kingsley in the middle of the night. To tell him of this plan. And he wants to lease the Red Sea Diving Resort. And he explains his plan. That it's very dangerous territory and very unsafe. And we also meet his daughter Maya. As I mentioned before, this whole exchange is useless and pointless. Well, I guess maybe it's not pointless. He uses this moment to explain why he's helping the refugees. He explains that he has roots in Africa. Oh, she has a picture of him too. She's like, drew like a picture of her and her mom. And he's not in the picture, and she's like, oh, it's because you're never home, Dad, because you're a horrible dad, because you're always too busy with other people's kids. She doesn't say that. (laughs) (laughs) She doesn't say that. But he's not in the family picture that she drew. And I don't think this is exactly where he, like, he just mentions, I think he just mentions that that his family lineage kind of comes from Africa. Mm -hmm. I don't think he, like, gives, like, a full explanation until later on when he's, he's, like, talking to... uh, Haley Bennett's character. He gets the okay from Ben Kingsley, and then he goes and meets Haley Bennett, who is what is 
She's like a flight attendant or something. Mm. Is she like she she clearly like I don't know, is she undercover? Is that what is that what's going on here? I think so. Okay. Because she's dressed like a flight attendant, mm-hmm. doing flight attendant stuff, and then like some dude like tries to put the moves on her or something and she about breaks his neck or breaks about breaks his arm. Neil Krav Maga. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Talk about poor cover, though, if uh, Chris Evans can just find you on a plane somewhere. <laughs> um, so I'm not exactly sure what what she is. I I put spy with a question mark next to her name because I'm not it just doesn't ever actually say why she is important. Right. Uh, like like when I watched this the first time, I was like, I was like, why is he enlisting the help of a flight attendant? <laughs> I mean, certainly there's. There's more people, more uh, more suited to this kind of work. She's the black a, widow. Than a flight bus. attendant with uh, with some jujitsu training or something. And then you meet the naked guy. He's at the dive. He's at like a diving resort. I'm not entirely sure what what he is. I put diver because I think he might be a diver. <laughs> he's not wearing any clothes, and he gives Chris Evans a hug. It's kind of a weird moment. It happens. <laughs> I've never been hugged by a naked guy before, and I'd be happy if I never do. So, <laughs> so I can't even say that it happens because I hope it never happens. I can't speak for Mac though. <laughs> 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 then we meet Max, who is a sniper. This dude seems like a genuine badass. You, you see him like he's like got his gun out the window and he's like shooting someone. And then he's eating a piece of pizza, as as snipers do, <laughs> naturally. <laughs> because because when you're a sniper and you just want to like leave no trace of you behind, what better way than to eat a big old slice of greasy pizza? <laughs> and of course, Chris Evans. This is, again, this is like Chris Evans just shows up. <laughs> I can understand him finding the diver at the <laughs> resort, <laughs> but a secret sniper, but. But knowing where the sniper is and finding this possible undercover agent on an airplane, he's just he's just in there waiting for the sniper to to like be done with his business. Well, that's what happens when you're a part of Shield, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> and then we meet Sam again at the clinic. Again, this is the doctor, and they have a little bit of a go around. Says he doesn't want to do it. But Chris Evans says, oh, I've got a really good plan this time. He says, okay. Finally agrees to actually listen to the plan, but only because he's curious. And, of course, of course he gets roped into it because why else would he Why else would he show up in the movie again? Then it uh, has a little bit of a time jump. Three weeks later, they all get their identities. Just kind of an entertainment. This is like probably, to me, this is the most heisty moment of the entire thing. Uh, ben Kingsley is kind of the boss. They're all going through their identities and histories and telling them, you know, don't when somebody asks you something, don't don't volunteer additional information. Right. Um, Just pretty cool. There's a guy that doesn't get an accent. He's kind of upset that he doesn't get an accent. And then they crack a joke. And then Ben Kingsley, like, kind of kind of like yells at him and says, like, no, shut it. They go through customs and meet Mr. Greg Kinnear once again. Once again, he's. Serves no real purpose. And he's gone. He's just there to remind you that he's in the movie. Then they get into leasing the resort with... Is this with the president of this 
area of this country. I can't. It's someone oh, who's the, in authority. The, the African dude with the glasses. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. They meet with the president about leasing the resort. You hear like some gunshots in the background. Haley Bennett's character is like about to go look out the window. He's like, I wouldn't do that. <laughs> it's, it's not a good idea. Uh, you got to get the idea that he's pretty crooked, especially since Chris Evans pretty much tell, tells us that he's pretty crooked. Yeah. <laughs> he's like, here's your money. <laughs> it's more than, than what we agreed on before. And you can just keep some of it and then it'll be okay. Right. Because the because president was the like, president wants more money now. It was five hundred. <laughs> it's always been five hundred. Yeah. <laughs> so he kind of makes a little bit of a shady deal with him. Uh, they also he also mentions that uh, there's like a workforce at the uh, at the resort mm-hmm. too. But uh, and then they seem very surprised when they meet the workforce, <laughs> the staff. <laughs> yeah, the staff. Yeah. And you see some of the refugees. They're not doing so well. They're all like. Tucked away in some basement somewhere. There's a refugee in there. There's a refugee lady in there who gives a, a heartfelt speech about how terrible it is and how she feels let down by Chris Evans and he feels really bad then. And so now he's just even he's even more resolved to Wakanda forever. <laughs> I feel like you're being kind of racist. <laughs> so yep, the refugees aren't doing very well. They're kind of they're kind of uh, upset. And understandably so, I suppose. Do you think they have a right to be upset? I mean, he did get them that far. He got them out of, like, the most danger, right? He didn't, like, take them from one dangerous place to a more dangerous place. Or is this place more dangerous? I feel like this place isn't quite as dangerous. The resort? Well, this is where they go before the resort. Because he, he got them all from Ethiopia or wherever right. to this refugee camp. Mm-hmm. And then they got to go from the camp to the resort. And then from the resort... To the ship in the in right. the ocean. Right. So I don't know as if the camp is any more dangerous than equal. Then okay, okay. But I would say anywhere would be equal. I mean, like, I suppose like like what if? Well, I am not going to spoil it. Yeah, okay. I, I guess it, you're you're probably right. It's probably equal because later on things get pretty bad for him. So right. Sam insists on doing a dry run, and Ari keeps telling him, "Nope, no dry runs. Don't have time. We can't do it." And Sam keeps, Sam's like very upset. And they're, I think they're even having this conversation like out in the middle of the ocean so that they can't, like they paddle a boat out there so they can't uh, be heard or recorded or anything like that. I mean, it was pretty cut and dry. Burning (laughs) through this one. He spent so much time talking about pumpkin pie and and barbecue and brats. (laughs) Filler. (laughs) (laughs) We get a lot of little montages here and there. Uh, they're getting the trucks ready. The tourists show mm-hmm. up. The tourists, I feel like the bus driver is a little unreasonable. It's like, we drove eight hours here. You guys are going to give us room. What would that bus driver have done if they didn't lease out the resort? If Chris Evans wasn't there to greet them, what would they have done? Would they have still sat th- stayed at the resort because there was no, there was like some staff that didn't speak English? Or at least didn't speak much English, I, I'm assuming. Maybe. <laughs> Anyways, the, some tourists start showing up, and that's when they realize that oh shit, we gotta we gotta make this uh, gotta make this thing real. Mm-hmm. There's a busload of tourists, and then you stop. I I think you stop seeing people show up to it, right. but they keep getting more people. Like from one scene to another, there's like suddenly way more people and that, i think there's a little bit of a time jump there as well uh, they do their first run they're two hours late 
they run through a roadblock and manage to save the refugees. It wasn't this, even like a big roadblock. No, like, it wasn't. It was like <laughs> they probably could have just driven right. around them. <laughs> uh, they could have gone to the left or the right of that animal carcass. <laughs> uh, go, go listen to uh, uh, Perfect Day if you want that joke. That was, well, uh, I didn't get it. Benicio del Toro it. and yeah. <laughs> Uh, no, that was Tim Robbins' part. Like you said, like Max said, it's not that big of a roadblock. They could have just gone around it <laughs> and been just fine. It was in the middle of the night, and somehow they're ID'd as being white people, which I understand. You see, white sound fucking racist. I'll bleep that out, but uh, <laughs> not to sound racist, but of course you're going to see white people in the dark better than you're going to see black people. Whoa. <laughs> But they're also moving at like 60 miles an hour, if not more, in a truck in the middle of the night. I, I don't know as if I'd be able to identify anybody as any color at nighttime under those circumstances. But these guards, they're like, yeah, it was a white guy driving the truck. I was like, eh. It was a Bukandan. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyways. Uh, uh, I love that movie. <laughs> they get... They get uh, they get the they get them out and and to the to the ship that's saving them and this is where I really this is like probably the first moment where I really really question the accuracy. They're all there's like this massive control room, and like is it an aircraft carrier? I don't know. Do you ever actually see the outside of the ship? No. Okay. So like, is it an aircraft carrier? Because that would be the only thing I could think of. That would have that amount of space. It's a pretty big control room. Mm-hmm. It looks like a NASA headquarters in there. And they have these giant doors that just slowly swing open dramatically as the refugees start to funnel in. It's like, what if it was the Millennium Falcon? <laughs> I hate Star Wars, so no. <laughs> I, I, don't, I don't hate Star Wars. I just don't like Star Wars. You don't like anything with a lot of places that you can't name. Exactly. See, you know me so well. Because you say the same and, thing every and time. this year, you've learned so much. Did you watch Mandalorian on nope. your Disney Plus? Are you a Star Wars fan? I can't remember. I mean, it's cool, I guess. Yeah. But I would. I, I don't follow Star Wars as well as I did Game of Thrones. Okay. Like, in Game of Thrones, <laughs> I know where who's from where and what right? family belongs to who. <laughs> in Star Wars, it's just... Okay. Too much. <laughs> I feel like I could probably follow Star Wars. I can follow Star Wars better than I could Game of Thrones. The few seasons that I watched. Like Mandalorian? That sounds like a language. Yeah, I guess. I speak Mandalorian, but then I associate that with Mandarin. <laughs> so it's Chinese. But it's got Baby Yoda in it now. Yeah, I'm not it's on that set, bandwagon. Set the inter- internet on fire. I guess. <laughs> <laughs> it's not actually Baby Yoda, though. What I understand, it's just right. it's just it's part just, of the species. Yeah. <laughs> oh man, uh, it's a booger with ears. I'm, I might, <laughs> I might watch, I might watch the Star Wars. Like, I kind of feel like now that I have Disney Plus and they're all in the same spot, I won't have a problem watching all of them because now they're in the the uh, like the most complete form. Like a lot of the reason I never watched. Star Wars was because they kept getting updated and mm-hmm. and re-edited and stuff. I feel like now that they're on Disney, 
this is probably the most definitive versions of of them all to watch, and so I'll probably watch them. But not in this lifetime. I'm just not super. <laughs> like I don't know. I'm like you might as well watch all of the Hobbit movies than the Lord of the Rings. Oh no. So you're not a medieval person. You're I more of a not. galactic person. Well, it's not even like because you won't watch Game of Thrones, which is like medieval. Well, I liked what stuff. I saw of Game of Thrones. I just thought it was confusing. And then same with The Hobbit. Like The Hobbit, I'm like, okay. The Hobbit's like, less confusing than Game of Thrones. They're walking around in this country, and then there's like sweeping, sweeping camera work showing the beautiful New Zealand countryside, and then. There's some sort of a ring involved, and then there's this little golem guy, and then and then Gandalf says, "Oh, you shall not pass." And then there's, I, oh, God, you know, I, I, I. That was like maybe three minutes. Ago. <laughs> <laughs> For not seeing anything past the original trilogy and Episode One of Star Wars, and and that was like when Episode One was new. Brand new. I actually know a fair amount about Star Wars as far as like characters and and stuff like that goes. I do not. So I could get into. I could probably get into Star Wars just because I already have a base knowledge because I listen to enough podcasts and read enough like pop culture stuff that like like it's not even like necessarily reading pop culture stuff. It's mostly the podcasts where where they talk about Star Wars a lot, whether it's in passing or not. I'm more of a Gotham kind of person. Yeah. Not the show. Right. But anything <laughs> that goes on in Gotham, I already know about. <laughs> I don't know how we got there. But yeah, <laughs> whatever whatever it was that got us to Star Wars, we're, we're coming right back here. Oh, right. Because you, you asked what if they were all on the Millennium Falcon. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I just questioned. I questioned this giant. And, and they're just letting the refugees like funnel into the control center, control room. They don't like have like a special spot for... <laughs> okay. Anyways, I didn't watch it for it to make sense. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, you find out that Evans was a refugee as a child. He was given up by his mother and saved by some white people. I understand that right. He was saved by the white people, and then they gave him his skin color. What? <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, he explains that he was a refugee as a child. That's why he's so dedicated to saving the refugees. Which, yeah, okay, it's a good, good reason to save people, I suppose. If if I found out that there was, like, a bunch of, like, lazy, half-white, half-Mexican people running around that, like, needed to get from one place to another, I might be like, okay, guys, I feel your pain. Walking sucks. Get in my car. But, uh, no? No. <laughs> a bridge too far? <laughs> <laughs> we're We're very... We're in the we're race very, subject. We're a very per- persecuted group of people <laughs> as as white Mexican or as lazy white Mexicans. <laughs> anyways, Whoa. anyways, um, a local militia slash gang leader. He is not happy about this roadblock. It's when the dude's like, "Yeah, we shot their truck," and it looked like a white guy. Even though I still maintain, you're staring down headlights. Trucks speeding by you. I don't think you're making out any color whatsoever, unless unless it was like someone that was like literally grow, glowing green and pink <coughs> or something. <laughs> but that's what he says. So so uh, the gang they go and investigate. They go to the Red Sea Diving Resort and they go 
look at the trucks in this guy. He he seems like he's a pretty pretty bad muchacho. He's been in a lot of movies. Has he? Yeah. He actually plays Lucius Fox in Gotham. Okay. It's not a movie, but okay. Well, you know a lot of stuff he's been in. <laughs> well, you were like, he's been in a lot of things. I will name one. Um, yeah. Okay, fair enough. <laughs> <laughs> he investigates. He, he looks at their trucks. Chris Evans, he's cool as a cucumber. Okay, go ahead and look at our trucks. And there are no bullet holes to be seen. <laughs> Matt gave me a funny look, but I don't know what the look was for. Maybe it was the yellow in his eyes that he's seen. I, what? What? He saw Chris Evans' white eyes in the dark. Oh. <laughs> I think that might be racist. I don't know how. Your eyes are white. My eyes are white. But you said yellow. Oh, well. You said yellow something or other. And then. I Maybe know. I got my colors mixed up. Maybe. Like you're, you're the one that you also think that Polish dogs are white. So they are. <laughs> I showed you red ones. Polish, polar, polar, polar bear, white bear. <laughs> that doesn't even make sense how you got there. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Anyways, there's no bullets in the there's no bullet marks in the trucks and the the militia guy. He's, he's too scared or too proud to admit that he missed hitting a truck. Which eh, I might be a little bit scared to admit to. It's a big truck. You have a gun that fires like several rounds per second. <laughs> how do you not hit? How do you not get it at least once? But but he managed to miss every single shot. And then we get missions two. And then we get mission sixteen. And then no six. And then seventeen. And all the while the resort the resort is flourishing. And then. We find out just how bad this gang leader, this militia leader is. He finds the refugee camp. He just like starts murdering people left and right in order to get information on how they're all escaping. And then he just like gets the information and then he just slaughters them all anyways. Yep. Greg Kinnear, he comes back briefly again. Bye. (laughs) (laughs) He goes and visits the refugee camp because there's a bunch of dead bodies there now because... Is it fair to say because Chris Evans is in town? Yes. Okay. Because <laughs> Chris Evans is in town. And uh, he meets up with Chris Evans, Ari, and he mentions that he has a plane, and he offers up a warning to you know get out of here and stop doing whatever it is you're doing. He also explains that the refugee is equals money, and that's why it's so important for the mili- that's why it's so important to the militia to keep the refugees there. Because as long as there are so many refugees around, the UN will give in, will give them a stipend for each one. So each one has kind of a price on their head. And if if you start taking away the refugees, they start getting less money, and then right. it's kind of a a tangled mess of finances, I suppose. Evans tells uh, his connection Kabedi Kabedi Kabedi. I don't remember his name. It's the guy from the beginning. That He's the guy that's been like telling the story, that's been narrating here and there. Kabedi. Okay. Um, so he tells him to leave. He's kind of been made, so he's not safe. But, of course, Kabedi, he, he's not going anywhere because there's still like thousands and thousands to be saved. Then they go. They go for yet another, another uh, smuggling run of people, I suppose, 
I don't know if that's pretty true. Transfer? Transfer. That's a good one. This sounds better than <laughs> smuggling run. <laughs> uh, they go for another another transfer to save another group of people, and they are attacked on the beach, and the sniper, the sniper's like sitting there up on the rock, and he like kind of wants to take a shot, but he keeps like not taking a shot, and it's uh, it's not very good. I don't remember exactly what happens. Do they, I think. Well, like this big shootout and yeah. and then. One of the Navy dudes gets shot. Okay. He's laying on the beach, blood squirting everywhere. Okay. Then the doctor puts pressure on the wound, and everyone escapes except Chris Evans and uh, Sammy. Oh, yeah, that's right, because they end up in jail, don't yeah. they? Yeah. But then they get out, like, soon. <laughs> yeah. Um, so there's the attack on the beach. Don't know exactly how much, if any, they actually save. Uh, Evans and Sam are taken to jail, and they're bailed out by the president guy again. <laughs> who's like getting a soda or something from the soda, mm-hmm. from the pop machine. He's the president, but he's relegated to getting pop from the machine. Um Haley Bennett goes and finds him and she and she tells him what's going on and has to kind of explain who they are again. He's like, Oh right, you guys. <laughs> yeah, we'll we'll go get that. We'll go get your friends out. All the while, Evans and or Ari and Sam are beating the crap out of each other in mm-hmm. jail. Yeah, Evans does seem kinda like I get that Evans is doing important stuff, but he's kind of selfish. And he's like, he's like not really that, con- he doesn't seem that concerned about the people helping him. He's more concerned about the people he's helping. Right. And maybe, maybe, uh, maybe a, a punch to the face by Sam is actually kind of warranted. I, I can understand where Sam's coming from. They meet up with Kingsley again, with Ben Kingsley, tells him that he's shutting down the. The whole operation, but not before they can do one final mission. Gang leader shows up at the resort, checks the truck, checks all the trucks, finds out that they are all empty. And I'm not exactly entirely sure where. They're all hiding somewhere on the resort, but I don't know exactly where they're hiding now. Yeah, Because they brought them all to the resort from the camp and then pulled them out of the truck just in time to not be spotted by the, by the militia. And then they're all just kind of hiding, hiding out. He's there. He's being mean, kind of a kind of a jerk. It's kind of an understatement. It's like he's like talking about. He's like talking about. Uh, what is it? It's basically like talking about how you have to like rape the women because because like they come from like medieval Middle East mm-hmm. where they've had certain things removed that. Like, ah, so gross. Like, I don't know. I don't know if you really needed to go go quite that far. But I suppose if you're if you're trying to show just how evil this guy is, that's that's the way to do it, I guess. Um, Bennett, uh, she goes and she disappears and she chokes a guy. Yeah, she chokes <laughs> the dude just as he just as he discovers all the refugees. Um, I I believe the guy actually stops her from like killing him though. Isn't there a guy in there who's, like, telling her to stop? Like, I don't think she actually kills him. I think she, he at least passes out. Yeah, well, yeah. he's Yeah, she's not, like, she's not leaving him conscious, that's <laughs> for sure. But I don't think she actually kills him. Then they go and they enlist the aid of Greg Kinnear. And uh, I think this is where Evans goes to Kinnear's office. And he tells him what they're doing and... He's he's trying to get them. He's trying to secure a plane, because of course uh, Kinnear mentioned that they had a pl- he had a plane at 
some point. Mm-hmm. He mentions that yeah, it's not really up to him who gets to use the plane. It's kind of up to his boss. So he makes a few calls and, you know, you get like this moment where the phone rings and, and Evans gives this, this, I don't know, like this little 30 second heartfelt speech of it's Captain America speech. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Pretty much. It's like, it's like what you say when you pick up that phone is going to make the difference between life and death something along those lines and so then they like cut so you don't really know what he says but of course he gets the plane right (laughs) he gets the okay for the plane and they uh they go and they make a makeshift landing strip i kind of like i kind of like the part where they're making the landing strip with glow sticks yeah Yeah. they're just like throwing glow sticks on the ground and like one of the guys points out that there's a tree in the middle of their strip Mm -hmm. (laughs) uh like i said i've not seen argo but i'm assuming i you said that it's very similar in the way this ends. Yeah. Uh, the plane shows up along with the refugees just on time. They're all getting there about the same time. And the plane lands and they find out that there's not enough room in the inn. Someone's got to stay behind. Well, like a hundred people have to stay behind or something like that. And uh, Evans is, he's just not having it. No child left behind. Yeah. They figure out a way. To make room for everyone. Because the guy's like, the guy on the plane is like, we just can't. There's, the plane can only hold so many. And it's it's only safe for, you know, X amount of weight. So they start pulling out all the chairs and all the seats. And they hustle everyone in. And just as they're taken off, the refugees show up with their guns blazing. And they fly. And they make a very narrow escape getting everyone out to safety. That's pretty much where it ends. Is just that, like Argo. Just like Argo. I'll put a spoiler warning at the uh, beginning of this for, <laughs> for Argo. Argo, I mean... I feel a... like Argo, I feel like the statute of limitations is over for right. Argo. It's old enough. But like Argo, it was hostages. Right. I think it was still in the Middle East, right? It was still I think it was, it was Iran. Yes, it was. But like they get on the plane... And, like, as soon as they take off, then the soldiers come. Oh. They're like, stop that plane. <laughs> but it's already past, like, the line. Right. That imaginary line. <laughs> <laughs> they can't cross. Like, oh, darn it. <laughs> Spoilers for No Escape with Owen Wilson, which I know Mac won't watch because he doesn't like Owen Wilson. Uh, <laughs> wow. Uh, that's that's about how Owen, that's about how No Escape ends. He's just like, wow. Yeah. Yeah. He's like. <laughs> It's like, oh, wow, wow, wow. <laughs> they're, they're like fleeing from like some, like. Wasn't that going on like at the same time? Is it based on a true story too? I don't think it's a true story. Mm. I'm pretty sure it's fictional. Um, but like they get on a boat and they're like being chased by these like like Vietnamese soldiers or something. And the boat crosses this imaginary line. <laughs> And then, like the people on, like the people that have been chasing, are like, oh no! <laughs> a good portion of this, like this, wasn't all that interesting to me. Like, it's cool that it's based on a true story. And like I said, I think it's an important story, but I just don't. I feel like somebody could tell me this story in ten minutes, and I would be like, that is awesome. And by the time this was over, I wasn't thinking that is awesome. <laughs> I'm sorry, but. uh I'm not that big on on this type of movie anyways. Like like you said, I had I had like no interest in Argo when it was new. 
a little bit because it was a, I think it was an Oscar contender for that year, but I still didn't watch it. And there's like other movies like that too, um, like Munich maybe and Syriana with George Clooney. And I want to say there's another like Ben Affleck type thing like this too that I'm that I'm just not thinking of. But the whole saving people thing and uh, the countries that I don't know or understand. Oh man, but uh, yeah. All right. Anyways, that's that's about it, I guess. Anything else to say? Oh really? We really burned through that one. That was like the most focused we've been since the since the days of yore, since the beginning. I think we got it out in the first half. <laughs> I think so. <laughs> Petering? Oh, you don't like Petrings? You don't offer you... another man a Petering. Why not? I don't like them. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. You want one of my sour sweet tarts? No, I don't like sour. I don't like sweet tarts in general. I like sour. I don't like sweet tarts. If you had like some sour night crawlers or something. These ones were good. Kool-Aid makes gummies now? I guess. They're at Dollar General. They're new. Wow. All the best flavors. What's your favorite favorite flavor of uh, Kool-Aid? You want to take a guess? I'll take a guess. Tropical Punch? You look like a Tropical Punch guy. No. Orange. Orange. You just said it has all the best flavors. This only has punch, cherry, and grape. Yeah, it's good flavors. But you said all the best flavors, Those but are it the doesn't best. include your favorite. No. That doesn't make any sense. It does. No. Because this is some of the best flavors. <laughs> I think you said all the best flavors. Well, same thing. No, no, there's a difference between all and some. Actually, orange isn't really even my favorite. Okay. So then, what's your favorite? I'm more of a blue raspberry lemonade. Okay, so it's a little bit fancy. Just give me some classic cherry. I'm good. Maybe grape. Grape's a close second. I don't like grape flavored stuff. You said I do. I like grape soda. Sometimes there's grape flavors that upset my tummy. You disgust me. Uh, Like grape Mountain Dew. Gives Gross. me a terrible stomachache. Grape Fanta, delicious. Grape Crush, Grape Fanta and Grape Crush are the same thing. No, no, they are not. There so is Grape Sprite. The, it's the same thing. The, uh, grape Sprite, like the grape flavor that Sonic uses in their grape for their grape drinks, like their Grape Sprite, hurts my stomach. It's like just, just tears me apart. It's like I feel like John Hurt in Alien when. The, the chest, chest burster. burster. <laughs> you just sit there. Ah! I do. I do. I'm like, I'm like, why? Why is this happening? It's a horrible ordeal. Cherry. Cherry, that's the way to go. Although peach rings are delicious candy. But orange slices. Do you like orange slices? Like regular oranges? No, like the candy. Like the candy. And we're talking about candy. Oh, no. You don't like orange slice candy either? It's like waxy, and that's, wa- that's like half the reason I like them. Because I think they taste kind of waxy. So you like eating wax, the animal? If it tasted like orange and was coated in sugar, you like wax bottles? No, you don't like wax bottles. I bought some wax bottles once for Zoe because I told her when I was a kid I used to buy wax bottles. There, where Village Cleaners is now, there used to be a store called Ben Franklin's when I was a kid. And you could go in there and you could buy like four. Bags about the size of the of these candy bags. It was like four for a dollar or something like that. 
Those were the good days. Those were the good days. And uh, and I would always buy like a pack of wax bottles to go with whatever other candies. I'd get them, and I'd bite the little tops off and drink all the little waxes out. And I'd still be thirsty after an entire pack. But it was fun. So I bought her a pack of wax bottles one time. And she like she like drank a couple of them. And she's like, oh, yeah, that's really cool. That's really fun. And then she set them down in my car. And they all melted. <laughs> and it got really gross because that's gross. Because they all like fused together because, you know, a hot summer. It was the summer day. And a hot summer day, your car gets like 200 degrees in there or whatever. <laughs> so I had this big, oily, juicy oh. wax mess. I was really upset because I didn't need, I didn't get any of those wax bottles. Like I happened once with a pack of just like regular gummy. Uh, they were the big gummy bears that I get. Okay, and like it was really hot that day, and they sat in my seat, so they all morphed together. <laughs> then it got really cold all of a sudden, like Nebraska weather does, <laughs> and so they just turned into this giant ball of mixed colors. Did it? Did it still taste okay, or did you not eat it I because it looked it. gross? It looked gross. I probably would have tried it. I'm like, I'll eat. I'll I'll give this a try. <laughs> it would look gross. <laughs> All righty. Well, I guess we'll uh, we'll call this we'll call this a day. If you want to get in touch with us, if you want to send that topics list our way, it's off all day at outlook.com. If you want more information on the rules, example topics lists, merchandise, you can find us at offalldaypodcast.com. You can also find Links to all our social media, such as Instagram, where it is usually, lately it's just been me posting videos of like Forza Horizon (laughs) and whatever game I've been playing recently. I think that is at Off All Day. And Twitter, you can find us where it is, at Off All Day Podcast. I might have those two mixed around, so you'll have to to try, but just go to OffAllDayPodcast.com. You'll find the links there. And we will catch you next time with a real episode of... Off all day. Yeah.